foods that are safe for kids with food allergies to eat. Why do go out and food allergies? Oh, what kind of food are people allergic to? Hey there, you are listening to Let's Talk Food Allergies with Lisa Woodruff, a podcast inspired by my first book, Be a Food Allergy Helper. I'm a dietitian and food allergy mom that loves talking all things food allergies. Today is a very special episode as I'm answering questions from you. I've been wanting to make a family-friendly episode of this podcast for a while, and I'm so excited to share it today. But before we get started, I wanted to share my disclaimer that this conversation and podcast in general is provided for general information purposes only. It is not intended to replace the advice of a medical professional. As always, individuals with food allergies should consult with their healthcare team to create an individualized food allergy and anaphylaxis emergency care plan. And now, let's talk food allergies. Okay, my family asks a lot of questions in our house. Is this something that you do too? When my youngest child was first diagnosed with a food allergy, his older siblings had a lot of questions about food allergies and also how those food allergies would change our family life. And as our food allergy journey has continued, we keep asking questions. We've also been asked many questions from our friends and family members. Questions are great because they help us learn which is where the idea for this special podcast came from. Have you heard of But Why, a podcast for curious kids? It's one of my kids' favorite podcasts to listen to. On that show, kids like you submit questions that are answered during the episode by experts in that field. An expert is someone who has a lot of experience, education, or skills in a particular area. So on today's podcast, I collected questions about food allergies from kids and families, and I've shared them with experts who can help me answer them. So make sure you have a grown-up listening with you, and let's talk food allergies. My name is Evie, and why why did I go out and it's food allergy? That was Avery, and she wants to know why her brother grew out of one of his food allergies. So to answer this question, I reached out to Dr. Farah Khan. She is an allergist and immunologist that works with kids at a large medical center in the United States. An allergist is a doctor that has been trained to treat different types of allergies, asthma, and other allergic diseases. Sometimes they are also called immunologists. When we talk about people having a food allergy, it means that when they eat a particular food, it can cause their immune system to have something called an allergic reaction. For example, if someone is allergic to peanuts, when that person eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, the immune system recognizes the peanut as something that could be harmful and then produces symptoms like itching, hives, face swelling, coughing, vomiting, or diarrhea. And sometimes these symptoms can happen all at the same time. It can be pretty uncomfortable and even dangerous potentially. So if someone is having an allergic reaction, oftentimes they need certain medications like an EpiPen to quickly help their symptoms go away and make them feel better. 
So a food allergy occurs when someone eats a food they are allergic to, like peanuts. When they eat it, their body thinks it's harmful and has a reaction like itching, hives, vomiting, to name a few. And you mentioned a special medication for serious food allergy reactions. My son has two EpiPens that always go wherever he goes. What else do we need to know about food allergies? We have to be careful and thoughtful when kids have food allergies, and it might make sharing foods or snacks a little complicated, but you can always ask your parents, teachers, or camp counselors, or other adults who are around to help you figure out what's safe and what isn't. That is great advice. So then why do some kids outgrow certain food allergies, but not others? Unfortunately, we don't completely understand why some kids will outgrow food allergies and others won't. Sometimes when you have other allergic conditions like eczema or asthma, the DNA that you got from your parents influences the food allergy to stick around. And what I mean by outgrowing a food allergy is that your immune system forgets over time that it was allergic to that food and then you can eat it. We do know that certain foods like egg and milk have a much higher chance of being outgrown, which is awesome. But things like peanuts, cashews, shrimp, those foods can be a little harder to outgrow. Not impossible, but just a little less likely. That is so interesting. Kids are more likely to stop being allergic to certain foods like egg or milk. But that doesn't mean that everyone with an egg or milk allergy will outgrow them. Dr. Khan, thank you so much for talking to us about food allergies. And parents, you can learn more about food allergies by following Dr. Khan on Instagram. I've included her handle in the show notes for this episode. Uh, what kind of food are people allergic to? Caleb, this is a great question. Over 170 foods have been reported to cause an allergic reaction. That is a huge number. In the United States, there are nine foods, though, that are the most common food allergens. This is milk, egg, peanut, tree nuts, wheat, soy, fish and crustacean selfish, as well as sesame. Kids and even adults can be allergic to more than one food. About 40% of kids with food allergies are actually allergic to more than one food. When my son was first diagnosed with food allergies by his allergist, he was told he was allergic to peanuts and eggs. According to the organization FAIR, which stands for Food Allergy Research and Education, one in 13 kids have a food allergy. I've talked with other parents on this podcast whose children have different food allergies or different combinations of food allergies. Parents, I encourage you to listen to the previous episodes where I talk to other families that share about their food allergy journeys. Food allergies can be hidden in things that aren't people food. For example, pet foods and treats can be made with foods that some people are allergic to. Even things like soap or art supplies can have hidden food allergens. For example, hand soap that is made with milk may not be safe for someone with a milk allergy to use. And it also may not be safe for a young kid with a wheat allergy to use Play-Doh, since that is also made with wheat. If you or a friend or family member has a food allergy, it is always a good idea to ask first if any arts or craft supplies contain a food that one of you could be allergic to. I'm Wesley. I live in Chesapeake, Virginia, and my question is, what are foods that are safe for kids with food allergies to eat? Miles from Iowa also asked, What do kids with 
food allergies eat? This is a great question. I asked my friend Ina to help me answer it. Ina is a food allergy mom and shares allergy-friendly food ideas on social media as the Asian Allergy Mom. Hi Miles, great question. Kids with food allergies eat foods that are safe for them, and that's different for everyone. Their parents and caregivers are working hard to figure out how to provide food safely for their kids, whether that's using allergy-safe substitutions for cooking at home, finding recipes that naturally don't contain those allergens, or finding restaurants with allergy-safe practices. You know, with the groceries available these days, it's possible to have wheat-free and dairy-free pasta, egg-free French toast, and a lot of times it can be really fun to discover dishes from cuisines around the world. For example, did you know that Vietnamese food has a lot of delicious wheat-free dishes? And Latin American and Japanese and Korean food have a lot of dishes that are free of egg, dairy, peanuts, and tree nuts. So it takes some research and some time, but kids with food allergies can eat a whole lot. And I'm thinking Peruvian chicken, Korean bulgogi or barbecue, Japanese ramen, Thai curry, Indian samosas, Mexican pozole, there's a world of delicious food out there, all with different ingredients. Ina, thank you so much. Parents, you can find some of Ina's allergy-friendly Korean recipes on her website, theasianallergymom.com. So just to recap, kids and adults with food allergies can eat anything that does not contain their allergens. My son that is allergic to peanuts can eat almonds, walnuts, pecans, and sunflower seeds, but he cannot eat anything that contains peanuts or peanut butter. This includes peanut butter sandwiches or snacks like Chex Mix or Puppy Chow. But he also has to avoid food that may contain peanuts or could have touched something else that had peanuts or peanut butter on it. In the food allergy world, we call this cross-contact. One example of cross-contact is when I use a knife in the peanut butter jar, spread it on my sandwich, and then use that same knife in the jelly jar. Those teeny tiny pieces of peanut butter have come in contact with the jelly, and so all that jelly is no longer safe for my son with a peanut allergy to eat. Another time, my son had an allergic reaction after eating sprinkles that were made or packaged on a factory line that also manufactured or packaged something that contained peanuts. This is also called cross-contact. In this example, the little pieces of peanut protein were so small that you couldn't see them just by looking at the sprinkles. But just because you can't see an allergen, it doesn't mean it's not there. Hi, my name is Katie and I'm a food allergy mom in the Chicago area. I had a question. I was wondering how you handle conversations about food allergies before playdates. Hello, Katie here from the Food Allergy Moms. That is a great question. The question was, how do you handle the conversation about food allergies before a playdate? And we always start by um, telling whoever we're going to meet that our children have severe food allergies. And we ask them um, if they'd be willing to work with us to keep our kids safe. And most of the time, we always get a very positive and resounding yes in return. And then we typically ask uh, parents 
to not feed their children, um, our children's food allergens before the play date. So for example, one of my daughter's allergens is peanuts and we ask that they don't eat any peanut butter before we play. Then we ask uh, for all of the kids to wash their hands before they play together. And we also offer to provide safe snacks for all of the kids or we just ask that they hold off on feeding their children until we're done playing. And most of the time, people are really positive about uh, helping us with that. Thank you, Katie. Adults, Katie and Lauren share more tips about navigating playdates on their blog, The Food Allergy Mom. You can find a link in the show notes below. But what if you have a food allergy or your brother or sister or friend has a food allergy? Well, we can still use Katie's advice by sharing that we have a severe food allergy, but would love to play together. We can ask something like, can you help me stay safe? Share what foods you are allergic to and ask them to not eat right before you play together. And don't forget to kindly remind everyone to please wash their hands before playing together. Can kids with food allergies eat at restaurants too? That question was from seven-year-old Eli. Just like playdates, eating at restaurants can be tricky for kids and families with food allergies. I asked Katie Hull, another food allergy mom and author of the book, Charlie Learns About Her Food Allergies, to let us know if kids with food allergies can also eat at restaurants. Yes, of course they can. Now it's obviously a little bit trickier um, and there's a little bit more trust involved when you go out to eat at restaurants. Our, the way that we handle going out to eat at restaurants is depending on where we are, we'll maybe look at the menu ahead of time online or call. Um, if, we, if we're maybe traveling and need to stop somewhere, we'll go in and I will talk to the manager or the server, whoever, um, and let them know what our allergies are and ask them to double check things. A lot of times um, they'll either bring out a list of the ingredients in there or if they don't know, they'll go and check with the chef. There have been times where the chef has come out and talked to us to make sure that what we're, you know, ordering is safe. So, um, and, you know, through this, we've actually found a couple of restaurants that have always been really great that we frequent just because we know and we trust their processes and, and we know our kids have eaten there. So, um, yes, kids with food allergies can eat at restaurants. Um, it's just important to make sure to ask that um, they take your allergies seriously and double check everything. And if there's ever any hesitation, just don't order it and go to a different restaurant. What's What snacks I eat? That was 4-year-old Dax. He has a milk allergy and wanted some ideas for more safe snacks that he could eat. I thought it would be fun to hear from other kids with food allergies to learn about their favorite snacks while we answer this question from Dax. My name is Ronan. I am allergic to dairy, eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, and tomato. Some of my favorite snacks are bananas, Enjoy Life cookies, Nature's Bakery fruit bars, That's It fruit bars, Classic Ruffles and Fritos, and Mott's Cinnamon applesauce. Hi, my name is Ryder, 
and I am allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and sunflower. Some of my favorite snacks are rolled gold pretzels, enjoy life chocolate chips, and simply gogurts. Thank you, Ronan and Ryder. Their mom wrote a great children's book about food allergies. It's called Can You? A Food Allergy Story. Make sure to check it out. Katie Hall also has some great ideas for milk-free snacks. So there's actually quite a few snacks um, that our kids love that don't have any dairy. Um, some of them are we like the Fig Bars by Nature's Bakery. They have different flavors like raspberry and blueberry. Uh, the Made Good brand granola bars are some of our favorites. Even just some pretzels, um, some chips, not all chips. Some chips do have milk, but for instance, uh, Lay's barbecue or Lay's pickle chips are some of our kids' favorites. Um, what else? Dry cereal. Um, they like eating dry cereal as a snack. And uh, lots of fresh fruit. Our kids love bananas and apples and oranges, sometimes with wow butter because our kids can't have uh, tree nuts or peanuts. Um, so there's some other brands called Safe and Fair that have really good granola, different flavor granola that doesn't have dairy in it. And Better Bites treats are also some favorites. So there's lots out there. It's just important to make sure to read the label to make sure they don't have any dairy. Our last question today comes from another food allergy mom. Hi, Lisa. My name is Renia. I am at Black Allergy Mama on social media, and I am from Houston, Texas. My question is for food allergy parents of small children who have recently transitioned to kindergarten, what were their top two biggest fears or worries, and did those fears ever become a reality? This is a great question. Starting kindergarten is a big milestone or transition for everyone. For food allergy families, starting school also comes with some concerns or fears about food and what to do if there's an allergic reaction at school. Some kids go to daycare before starting school, while some don't. It's the same with food allergy kids. Some go to daycare and some do not. Either way, starting kindergarten means getting to know new teachers and new classmates and new school rules about food. I have lots of questions about starting school, just like Rania. My oldest child started kindergarten this year, which was a big and exciting change for both of us. However, my food allergy child is still at home with me, so I asked my friend Katie to share her experience when her children with food allergies started kindergarten. So we actually have three children, all with multiple food allergies. One is in fourth grade, one is in first grade, and our youngest will be going into kindergarten this fall. So one of my worries when our oldest was starting school, and actually this was also a worry when we were in preschool, was what happens, what is the protocol if they were to have a reaction at school? Who is there to assist them? You know, how, what are the policies in place? Who makes sure, you know, to give epinephrine if needed? So in that case, what we did, what I ended up doing was I talked to, at our school, the school nurse. And I did this before school even started. I reached out to our school nurse and said, what is the protocol if they were to have a reaction at school? And so... 
in our case, she walked us through how they handle that. Who else in the building is trained to give epinephrine? Because it is more than one person. There's multiple people in the building who are able to, who has access to the medication and that. So that was one of my biggest concerns and understanding that they were on, on top of it and they understood the severity of food allergies and that they had a plan and process in place really helped me feel good about um, them being in good care um, at school. So, and, you know, we have not had a reaction at school, thankfully. Um, So another one was food in the classroom because in elementary school, they are eating snacks, you know, outside of the cafeteria in their classrooms. And so, My worry being, you know, what if someone next to them brings in a snack that has their allergen? So before school started, when we got our teacher assignments, I also went and met with their teachers individually and just explained their food allergies and that. And so we had a good conversation and just open communication about, you know, snacks, but also any food in, you know, sometimes they have those um, activities in the curriculum that have food involved, or maybe it was a holiday party or a birthday. And so we just went through all of those scenarios and said, you know, how do we make sure the classroom is safe? My child is safe. And so it was really, um, one of the biggest things is communication with every, you know, everyone and whomever in the school, the nurse, the teachers, um, administration. So just, also something to add, I got very involved in our school PTO, um, just so that they knew who I was, you know, I'm probably known as the food allergy mom, um, in our school now, because I want to make sure environments are safe. And honestly, in this last year, they actually changed the policies where we don't have food for birthday and holidays. So, um, if they want to celebrate their birthday in the classroom, they can, but it has to be a non-food item or they ask for donations of books and games to the classroom. Um, and also with school-wide events um, where sometimes there's food involved, cookies and that, you know, I'm always there at the meetings to advocate to bring in um, safe treats for those who have food allergies or even those who have diabetes who can't have maybe the same things. So that's my recommendations. Um it's really, a, you know, I think it's really important to have c- good communication with everyone who's in contact with your child, as well as just the administration. And then as well, um, consider a 504 plan if there's any worry about them not accommodating anything, um, as that would protect your child and you if something, you know, to make sure things are in place that you, that you want. That was a lot of great information. Thank you, Katie. Adults, there are links in the show notes to more information about 504 plans if you need to learn more about one for a food allergy child. I want to thank everyone that sent in a question, as well as all the experts that helped me answer these questions today. I want to end this podcast with yet another question. How can you be a food allergy helper? Because we can all be food allergy helpers. A food allergy helper can be someone with a food allergy themselves, A food allergy helper can also be someone who has a family member, friend, or even classmate with food allergies. In my children's book, Be a Food Allergy Helper, some of my ideas for how to be a food allergy helper include 
Be kind, wash hands before and after eating, ask questions and then listen to the answers, don't share food without asking an adult, as well as think of safe ways to play and celebrate. Just like asking questions, reading books is another great way to learn more about food allergies. I mentioned several books during this episode. Adults, you can find links to all these books in the show notes. So, food allergy helpers, I'd love to hear more from you. What ideas can you share about how to be a food allergy helper? What questions do you have for classmates with food allergies? And what would you like to know about food allergies that we weren't able to answer in this episode? If you have an idea or question that you'd like to share on this show, ask an adult to help you record it on a smartphone using a voice recording app. Then email the file with your idea or question to hello at lisawoodruffnutrition.com. Thanks again for listening to the special family-friendly episode of Let's Talk Food Allergies. If you have food allergies, it's important to know that you're not alone. And if you have fears or questions or concerns, this would be a great time to continue the conversation with an adult you trust. That is all I have for today. A special shout out goes to the talented Colin Braley, who wrote and performed my theme song. The cover art was photographed by Chris Woodruff and designed by Olive Fan. And finally, if you liked today's episode, please leave some stars or write a short review for Let's Talk Food Allergies. This helps others find and listen to my podcast. Grownups can also connect with me online at lisawoodruffnutrition.com or on Instagram at Be a Food Allergy Helper. Until next time, friends.